0: The mule or the the horse or the mule, stubborn and I think James also brought that out, right? What chapter did you look at that in James? Speak about the the bridle in the mouth of the uh, horse. Um, in in the little book of James and. Uh, the horse has no understanding, has no, has no knowledge, has no wisdom. But God wants us to have wisdom, uh, knowledge, and understanding. Okay. Chapter 3 says, My brethren, be not many masters. Uh, Start verse 1. Knowing that we shall receive the greater... Uh, condemnation you try to be the boss you try to direct um, somebody you know always telling them what to do and you cause them to miss cause them to miss God somebody oh I know how to instruct you come over I'll I'll teach you I teach you the ways of God Oh, I'll build a church and I know how that church you're going to is wrong come to mine. I'll, I'll start a church you people need a church I know how to build one for you. Do you know that? You bring in a condemnation on yourself. Because uh, the church belonged to Jesus. So so my brethren be not masters. Many masters knowing that. We shall receive the greater condemnation. And uh, for in many uh, things or ways things, or many ways, we offend all. You you have too many plans and too many ideas. Okay? And you're following this one. Uh, you have too many religious leaders that you follow. You listen to this one, you listen to that one, and you follow. Um, you're divided. And uh, you have many masters over you. said, um, if any man offend not, in word the same is a perfect man well how would i how would i stop offending in words how would i by having the truth see the only way that you can be right and straight is to have a word your knowledge of the word you have an understanding not like the horse and the mule they offend because they do not have a knowledge or understanding of the um Of the word of God. For in many things. Or many ways we offend all. If any man. Offend not. In word. That means you present the gospel. Present the word of God. Right you you stay in the book. That's the only way you. You will avoid offending. Stay in the book. It's the Bible. There's no, no other right way. I can tell you my ways are right. But. Unless it's based on Scripture, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Where do you find the apostles' doctrine? In the Word of God. See this? Is where you find it? Right here. I'm trying to tell you. You you um you have to um stay in the Bible so you have knowledge to know whether someone like the Bereans they search the Scriptures. You like that? Some of us we just put the Bible down and we listen for our phone to ring. See, search the Scriptures daily to see what if what they were hearing from the apostles was true. But the apostles stayed in the Scripture. They they stayed in the the uh, Old Testament. Even Jesus mentioned, "It is written." It is written. See, you have to stay in the Bible for in many things we. Many ways we offend all. If any man offend not in words, the same is a perfect man and able also, see that word bridle, to bridle the whole body. So your body uh, has to be bridled, uh, come under the control of the Word of God. See, the, the, the bridle that you need is the Word. Okay? That's the Bible. have the Word of God in your mouth. That's what you what you need to control your body, to control the flesh, to con- uh, control your spirit, to control your soul. Behold, we put bits. Giving you an example. Okay, you want to control that uh, horse or that mule. What do you do? You have to put uh, put a bit in the mouth so they cannot bite through that bit you got to uh, control the church. You've got to put the word in. okay? The word. You cannot break the word. You can attack, but you can never win. See, so you know, No more than that uh, horse or that mule can bite that metal. They can bite all they want to and get upset, but the metal still stays strong. And that's what the word of God does. You bite at it. You chew at it. You upset at it, but it's still the word of God. Whether you believe it or not, it is still the word of God. Yeah. If you and I don't believe it, somebody's going to believe it. But if you read Revelation, God still has a multitude that nobody can number. So when we get off the track and um, you follow every voice, you're, you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting God because God is still going to have a multitude, and you and I will be left out if we if we refuse to continue steadfastly. In the apostles doctrine. And. um, Goes on verse. um, Verse 3. Behold we put. Bits in the horse's mouth. Why that they may obey us. That's why you put. The bits in there so they can. Listen obey follow your rules. You break that stubborn will. And that's why you have to put the word of God. In the church. That they become obedient to the faith. That they will obey that. God gave us his word that we will obey and we will continue steadfastly in the truth, in the word of God. Okay? So he's using the example of placing a bit in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and we turn about. Look what you do. And we turn about their whole body. How how do you turn the church? How do you turn the church? Just like the man put a bit in the mouth of the horse to something stronger than he than the horse's, his stubborn will. That's what the word of God does when a pastor begins to put bits okay of the word of God, put the word, the bridle of the word of God in her mouth, and your mouth become filled with this um, this bridle, this braids or whatever, then you don't you lose all your resistance and opposition against the will of God. And look how easy you turn to the things of God. Look how easy a church begin to turn you. But when you have that stubborn will and the pastor's got to tell you over and over again and you won't do it. See what you're doing? See? You, you're not in the earnest and ready to pull this whole ship of Zion or the church along. It takes dedicated people that are that are under the control of the Holy Spirit. See you come under the bridle. Of the Holy Spirit. And you are being led by. The Spirit of God. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. See you have to allow yourself. To be. Um, to be. Uh, uh, taken in control. Okay. Under the Spirit of God. And where where you begin to obey. That, um, that leading of the. Um, of the holy ghost see so when when you're when you have uh when your your earnest bridle bits in your mouth then how easy you turn what a beautiful spirit that you have what a wonderful spirit that you have see the lord can turn you and lead you and you stretch forth your hands like he said peter when you're young you dress yourself you harness yourself up you girdle yourself you dress the way you want to, act the way you want to. That's an immature child of God. That doesn't mean you can be fooled and you can be influenced and turn away from God. It doesn't matter how long you've been going to church. You're immature. You, you never come under the discipline of the word of God. So therefore, you're open up to be led by something else, to be controlled by your own spirit. Or someone uh, put a spirit on you and you follow that spirit. Because you don't know the word of God, but one that is grounded, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. And the word of the Lord cannot be moved. See, you're grounded, just like the tree planted by the rivers of water. See, you have to grow up in him. Okay, you have to grow up in him. You can always be a baby if you if you have a baby naturally and that baby. It's okay when the baby is a month, a year. You expect a two-year-old child to do more than a one-year-old child. If that child is not growing, you're going to be concerned and go to doctor and say, "Doctor, why is my child not growing?" The uh, the child should have been sharper. Why is not my child walking? You have a uh, concern and you love your child. See, there's the same way in the spirit. See, sit. But you can't always sit. Walk. See? Sit. You stand. Walk. Walking in the Lord. You're sitting as a child. Sitting in the things of God. But then you begin to stand up. See? Isn't that the way a child is? They sit up. And then they stand up. And then they walk. The same thing that you and I have to do. You can't always be sitting down. And somebody carry you. You have to uh, take the burden of the Lord. On your shoulder. That word burden your responsibility. Where you get under it. And you begin to bear. Not just well. I I can't do nothing. I don't know what to do. Somebody has to tell me. Revelation. Yes. And God will speak to you. God will show you that. That uh, there is a lamp. That needed to. Uh, uh, lighting. And there is a light that need turning off. See so what are you are doing. You know, it's not my job. There is no such thing as. Well, it's not my job in a church. See, because the church is built upon um, upon saints of God that love God. See, and you are high, and this is my father's house. See, the church belongs to Jesus. Amen. Amen. The church is God's house. And you become very zealous over the church. So back in James says... Uh, uh, then he gives give you another example. First, he give you the, the bits in the horse's mouth. But sometimes, you know, we, we take a long time to understand. We need several examples. Some are sharper than the other. So it's going to give you another example. What's the example he gives you? Huh? you? Your teachers, you know, you give the kids one. They didn't get it. One example, they didn't get it. You're going to give them another. You will color, you will give them chart. Until the finally they say, oh, I see that. Well, that's what God does right here. So it goes on now, verse 4, Read, behold also the ships. Okay? So you had horses, mule, and now we're dealing with, with ships, which though they be so great, what a picture they're drawing. Look at this big old ship. This uh, uh, big old uh, 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 ship sailing out there. And it goes on and it says, and uh, uh, uh Rich they are, are so great and are driven by a fierce wind. But you need to get this, because if you get this, you're going to have control of your life. If you if you get this, if you can get these pictures, nobody's going to control your life. If you get this picture, your life will be governed by the Word of God. Listen, if you get, if you don't, then that's your problem. Anybody can come in and say something to you, and um, yeah. I didn't know that. You, you understand that? You're moved. Okay? Because uh, 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 you, you, you're not under control of the word of God. The word of God is not in your mouth. So nobody can turn you because it's not in your mouth. And he gives you an example of a ship. He said, look out there. Look out there. He said, Wait, what, what, what? He said you see that ship out there? Yes. Oh my, it's big as me. She's talking with a child? That's what he's talking to us as children. And he said look at a big old ship out there. I see. It's big isn't it? Yes. And look at the fierce wind. You know a storm. A fierce wind. Driving that ship. That church going through a lot of trouble. A lot of tribulation. A lot of wind blowing. Contrary wind. Blowing against that little church. Can you see that? And it's tossed. <laughs> it's uh, driven by the wind. But he said, continue looking. Continue looking. And are driven by fierce winds. You know, uh, winds destroy. Wind, winds will sink the ship. Wind, winds will drive the ship, of course. Winds will drive the ship against a rock. Did you know that? That's what the wind will do with your life. When the wind of persecution comes in, and attacks of the devil coming again against the church, it will smash that church against the rock. It will drive it in the quicksand. You get these lessons. You see, the church are not taught, and we don't know all these lessons. We just go to church and we, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to know the word of God. Be wise as a serpent. And he said, That ship out there, okay. There's only one thing that's keeping that ship. He said there's one thing that's keeping that ship. That's greater than the wind. It's greater than the storms. Inside of that ship. Are you following me? With all of the uh, raging. Of the sea. And the wind against that ship. Yet that ship still sa- sails. And stay on course. Because it's moving towards eternity. It's sailing towards. The end of the church age. Okay. And are driven by. Or offer a fierce winds. I wish you'd read it. Yet. Or they turn. About. Look at that. With a very small M. Uh, uh, Are you in church tonight? Eh? With all of the storms and all of the wind that's blowing against you. Remember, you're the ship, the church. But yet, you're not destroyed. Cast down. Not forsaken. Come on. You're down, but yet you're getting up. Because you fall seven times, but you rise again. Your ship is not crushed or in dead uh, quicksand. But you're still sailing. Your flag is still flying. Yet our day turned. About. With a very small. Helm. there that? It? Well what if that helm was your fate? I put that in here. What is that? If that helm was your fate. When Jesus was in the boat. And the storm rose up. Everybody was excited beside Jesus. And they woke him. When the water was coming in. Master. Don't you care that we perish? And what did Jesus do? Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind. And the wave. And he said to the disciples. Oh you of little faith. When the ship is tossed. There's a a little helm. In the ship. Your fate. Getting a hold of the master of the sea. Getting a hold of the master of the wind. If you can understand that Jesus Christ is in control of everything. And if he's in your ship. If he's in your church. If he's in your life. All the storms and all the winds cannot destroy your boat. Yet, are they turned about with a very small M? You see, it's coming up on a rock. And everybody getting excited. But the captain, the governor, the pastor, The apostles, he doesn't get excited because he is there standing with Jesus at the helm of the ship. The wind doesn't control the ship. It's the master steering the helm. Are you following me now? But if you see the wind and the storms, you're not excited. But you've got to see the governor. You have to see the governor. Why, there was a, there was a famine in Egypt. Seven long years was this famine. But you know why Egypt was saved? Because there was a governor. There was a governor in Egypt. And the governor knew what to do to drive that country, drive that nation, and steer it away from the famine. Did you know that there's a famine in the world today? Not for bread and water, but for hearing the word of God. But if there's a governor in the church that knows how to gather and store up corn, wine, oil, honey, that ship. That church is going to survive. In comparison to the strength. And the size of the the wind. The storm. And your problems look so big. Oh nobody can help you. What you're going through. Say pastor if you ever know what I'm going through. But don't look what you're going through. Look at the helm. And look who is governing your ship. Your ship will reach. It's the desired haven. You'll reach the shore. Of glory. You'll cross over the other side. You see. We get excited at the storms. No. But the scripture tells us that. Rejoice. But we don't do that. Rejoice when. When men speak evil against you. When you're persecuted. Don't come to church and just hang down. And you come to church and you have no strength. Because you give it to the world. Give your strength to Christ. But it's when you and I have no strength. We can't lift our hands. We can't praise. Why? What did you use it for? What did you use your strength for? The worm. And, and you come to church. You don't have any joy. Because we look like a dead rose. Not you. <laughs> but <laughs> you are roses. I, I better get off that. Because. I, but you, you know. You, you don't have the life. Because you, you, you're spent. Your strength is spent for foolishness. But when you spend your strength for God. What happens? He gives you joy. And what does the joy of God do? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You want to you get strong? Start praising the Lord. You don't feel like. But praise him and you'll see. You gotta love the Lord. You got you gotta steep, stop, slow down, and not be so busy for the world. Oh, you don't believe that? You you don't want to lose your reward? And when you look down and get there. Said, "What have I? What did I spend my life on?" There's nothing there. Well, Pastor, you don't understand my responsibility. I do understand your responsibility, but you don't you don't understand that God has called you for this. Well, you don't understand I'm going, what I'm going through. Why, you, have you ever talked to Sister Mary? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Anybody ever hear about Sister Mary and Martha? Mm-hmm. Huh? And Martha was so busy. Okay, you do everything that Martha did. And she got wore out, got tired and irritable and rushed in there to Jesus. says, Jesus, i got to talk to you. I'm the only one that's working. I mean, really she was the only one that's not doing anything at that time because she had her schedule wrong she should have been at the feet of Jesus and when you are at the feet of Jesus what are you doing? what are you doing maybe cooking macaroni I just use that not that macaroni is not. macaroni is good but the timing and how much time do you spend how much time do you spend for Christ? Are you crying out for Christ? Oh, oh, oh no, no, no! Oh no, no! Don't we're pastor, you Don't understand. I do understand that if you're ever going to get your name in the book of faith, you're going to have to give time to Jesus. <coughs> or 2021 is almost over. What have you accomplished? All your labor and your strength, and you do this and you do that. And how many times did you spend with the Word of God? What did you accomplish? Unless you spend most of that time for Jesus. 21. 2021 is. is over. What do you accomplish? Well I got a raise on the job. I'm not even talking about that. Okay, you could get 10 raises and I haven't accomplished very much. But I'm talking about quality time. In the word of God. Quality time. Talking to Jesus. Loving Jesus. If you can say the close of this year. That you love Jesus more than you did last year. That would be a plus. It's time for the church to wake up. Time for you to wake up and begin to serve God. But we look at the next person. And we listen too much. If you begin to listen and tune into Christ. The more you tune into Jesus. Is the more you will tune out the world. Everybody say. Amen. 2021, you listen to too many people, their ideas, and all of their ideas can't get you in heaven. Oh, you should be doing this, do that. Where does it get you? Nowhere. But you've got to sit and hear this word. See so what God the word God God's giving us? Hmm? The horse, the mule. You know, those are just animals. Oh, God is a wonderful God. He can use anything. Then then He took us out to the first we are in the land, then He took us out to the sea. Look at the ship. Look at the ship. Look at the ocean. How great, how deep is the ocean. And that little ship sailing there. And all the water out there cannot sink the ship. All the problems and the attack cannot sink the ship of Zion. Don't let the devil punch hold in your ship. Because the water cannot sink you unless you let it come in. It's when you let thoughts come in your mind. And you begin to pay attention. And you get your eyes off the governor. of the helm. You're going to end up in the rocks. But you become a man and a woman of faith. Become a child of God of faith. It's powerful. The word of God is good. Behold, also the ships. <laughs> Look out there, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yes. yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. And where is this ship turning? You're turning from traditions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're turning from ideas of men. And we're turning and we're heading towards the glory land. Eternity is our destination. One scripture called it a desired haven. What do you desire? What's the desired haven? To cross over out of this life into that life to eternity. He goes wherever the governor listen, even so the tongue. <laughs> Look at that. Now what a guy! See, he goes to horse, mules, all of that, then he comes to you. What a word. ship, then he comes at to your tongue. Why didn't he just tell us that? Your tongue. And it is it, listen, the tongue is like a match. You know what a match is? It will set the building on fire. The tongue will burn a church down. We've seen that. We've seen that. Even so the tongue is a little member. Small. A little member. And boasts that great things. Oh, we're going to have another church. We're going to do this. Oh, come see. We got the word. We got to do. God what? Are you listening to what I'm saying? God what? God what? What world are you living in? Who, is, who, who do you think God is? Even so, the tongue is a little member. And boasts at great things. Behold, how great a matter. A little fire. kindled That's fire in your mouth. So the pastor's got to make sure that. It doesn't burn the church up. When he says, put your cell phone down. Get off your phone. Pull your tongue back. You know that? One of the. Dangerous things is. Uh, phone. cell phone it can be very dangerous useful too but very dangerous if you don't use it right you can destroy a lot more gossip and more thing has been done against the church through the cell phone and all these medias And we are caught up in it. That we don't have time. Come on. You got to admit that we have the phone all day. Can't put it down. It's our baby. And we get on it. And a lot of times fires are kindled against the church. Attacks. You can use it for preaching the gospel. Wonderful uh, instrument. But you can also use it to destroy. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire. A what? So when you get up there and you say. We're well, winding the church. Your tongue burn them up. You join in it. Tongue burn up church. And unless there's a firefighter. Let, let, everybody look at me. Listen. See. It's not. Uh, you've got to have firefighters. Sister Joy you know that. The extinguishers. When I look at you. What do I see? Can I just see a match or an extinguisher? Yeah. You, do you start fire in a church, or do you put them out? Put them out. I didn't hear you. Are you one of those that start fire? you get and then you put more log on. the log is the same. Who's not involved? You grab them and put them in the fire to keep it burning. Who are you in the church? Are you the match? Are you start a fire, what do you use your tongue to do? Are you a fire extinguisher? Yeah. Yeah. Do you fight fires or do you light them? Beautiful lesson. The tongue is a fire. Somebody say, have you seen a match? Sometimes I'm looking at a lot of matches before. Depends on what you use your tongue to do. You slash that tongue against that innocent child of God. You burn them up. And they would come to church. But your tongue. Your tongue stopped them from coming to church. Oh God has an answer for that. The tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. Remember we dealt with iniquity this morning. Transgressions. Do, do you know you have the word in your mouth? A bad world, iniquity. But blessed is the man. Right? Remember Psalms 32? What does he say? Blessed is the man, verse 1 and 2, whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man. Whom the Lord imputed not. Iniquity. And whose spirit there is no God. But, but So when you have a world. Of iniquity in your mouth. Mystery Babylon. The mother of harlot, The great mystery. Iniquity. And Paul speaks about in 2 Thessalonians 2. The mystery of iniquity. Do it already work? Why? What was it working? Because it was in the tongue. Oh, I'm giving you revelation now. That mystery was in the tongue. Hallelujah. The Bible said. It's a world. Go back to there. It's a world. Where am I? A world. Yes. A world of iniquity. And where is that? The tongue. Is a fire. A world of iniquity. doesn't get any clearer than that. Somebody talk about the mystery of iniquity. Where it is. Look in your mouth. Go before the mirror and stick your tongue out. And you'll find that the Bible said it's a world of iniquity. You got it in your mouth. And when you open your mouth and burn the church up. And put that iniquity spirit in the church. In somebody that they were innocent. And you pull and burn them up. You are a worker of iniquity. You've got the world in your mouth. Not Christ. Not God. But you've got the world of iniquity. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say that. And you didn't understand that before I just told you. That you can be working iniquity through your mouth. Your tongue. And when you go to that saint and burn them up. And they get discouraged. and not coming to church. What do you do? Mystery. Iniquity. You just destroy them. And one time they love God, talking about God, but now they're not talking about God. They speak against the church. What do you do? Your tongue. And you don't know the Bible. You didn't know these scriptures. You don't know these scriptures. And that's why you do what you do, because you don't know the Bible. And you want to teach the Bible. That's the problem. We teach the Bible and we don't understand. It says "And the tongue is a fire, your tongue. Is a fire. Ah, oh, hello. Can I come over. And bring some fire. Can I come over and burn you down. Burn your house down. Can I get a talk to you. I long to burn you up. Remember. this The fire is never satisfied. Have you ever seen a fire burning. And the fire says. Okay I'm going to put myself out. I'm tired. No. The same way the fire in your mouth. Never get tired. It keeps burning houses down. Properties down. Saints of God. And you stand there and let them burn you up. You got to get out of the way. What a message. The tongue is the fire. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue. Notice. Among our members. No, no, yes. Yes, your hand, your foot, your shape, but also the members of the church. Christ's body. That tongue. That tongue. And you don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know that you're setting fire. And unless you have a firefighter. You never know, so often as a church we have inspection. You know why they come? The fire department, you know why they come? That everything secure that would cause a fire. Don't you think that God has a fire inspector too? That goes around and makes sure there's no loose wire I mean loose tongue. He'll burn you up. He'll burn your house down. He'll burn your life up. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members. That it defileth the whole body of oh, the church. You let that go on, the whole church is destroyed. That's why God has to cut off, separate, and set apart. That's why you can't fellowship everybody. That's why you cannot fellowship the whole world. You gotta come out from among them. And you have to stand up for God. You can't be, let's have a party. No. No. You're already on a date with Christ. Paul say, I'm jealous over you. Present you as a chaste virgin. Well. I got to go because. No you don't. <laughs> the, the, the tongue. It the whole body. And set it on the fire. On fire. The course of nature. Stir you up. Set you on fire. And it is set on fire of him. Ooh. You see, it's in the Bible and it's in your mouth. And you don't even know what what you got in there. But tonight I'm showing you from the word of God what you got in your mouth. And unless it's sanctified. But look how wise God is. Look how wise God is. What did God do on the day of Pentecost? When they were in upper room. What did he do? Where did God send another fire? He sent a fire of the Holy Ghost in your tongue to counter that fire. He sent a fire of the Holy Ghost, cloven tongue of fire, into your mouth to burn up all of that worldly stuff. And John said he would baptize you. Where? Through your tongue. That's where it come. And they began to speak with tongues. Brother, God burn up that tongue. And put a new tongue in. And they began to speak with tongues. And that's what the church needs. We need new fire. New tongues. Because the old one will burn up the church. And they began to speak with other tongues. As the spirit of God gave them utterance. New tongues is the answer. It burns up the old gossip tongue. He said, she said, I got a news to tell you. You gotta turn that off. That's a world of iniquity. What feel like preaching here? So is the tongue among the members that it defileth the whole body and set it on fire, the course of natures. And it is set on the fire of hell. Somebody said, Oh, I'm not going to hell. I don't want to go to hell. A lot of us already got hell in your mouth. Hmm? Don't do it now, but when you get home, stand up for the mirror and stick your tongue out and see what I'm talking about. You got hell already in your mouth, and that's why people don't get along. Husband and wives. Husband says something to the wife, boy, that hell fire, and the wife said something to the husband. Oh, the both are fire. There's no extinguisher. So to save your life, your marriage, if your husband is the fire, you better be the extinguisher and vice versa. Look where it's set on. It never run out of fire or fuel unless the Holy Ghost burns it up. How wise is God? God knows that he never have a church unless he baptizes us. With the Holy Ghost and fire. And that's why you need to speak with tongues. In your fire life more. You, what you're doing. You're burning up. That old Adamic nature. That tongue that you receive from Adam. Verse 7 says. For every kind of beast. Look at this. Oh, You see how this scripture is wonderful. Gone to every kind of beast. Any kind of beast. That you can think of. Every kind of beast and a bird, no, beasts, birds, serpents. But j- just about this time, you ought to learn. Eh? Don't you think that the church should be smarter than the beasts and learn? Look, look, look! How long I'm teaching, eh? and now it's coming down. What a lesson! What a lesson! Well, you're t- you that are teachers, wouldn't you say that this is a good lesson? The kids ought to learn. He says, "Now, and every kind of beast." And birds, and serpents, and of things in the sea—you think about. Have you ever looked in the ocean? Is tame. In other words, you can have a church. Look, you can have a church and have it with any kind of birds and beasts and whatever, and you can get them tame. What an indictment! You know what God's saying? Eh? God draws it up the human family. And a pastor has got better results with the birds and the snakes and the beasts than sometime with his congregation. And a things in the sea is tamed. You can, remember they have a wild nature, but you can bring them, train them, where they begin to have a new nature. And been been tamed of mankind. But man, okay, and God gave the ministry to tame the church. But yet man can tame birds and serpents and every kind of beast. But what about the church? What about the church? Verse 8. Ah, but the pastor is faced up with something that's worse than serpent, worse than snake, worse than birds or any beast. You can look in the heavens, look in the sea, look anywhere. That that tongue can no, can no maintain. You think you can turn our sister off or tame her tongue? You're wasting your time. She'll gossip to the grave. You think you'll tame that brother? Go try. You're wasting your time. Nobody can tame it. The only hope is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Coming down. In that tongue and burn it up. But the tongue can no man It is what? An unruly. Evil. Full of deadly poison, brother. You stink. the, they, they, they bite the pastor and poison him. You bite that a brother or that sister and they poison them before they were praising God. But look at them now. Just sit there, looking at you. What happened? Snake bite. They got bit. Bit by a gossip. They were listening to a tongue. That was not the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, this Bible. Have you read the Bible lately? Am I reading it to you? Come on, am I reading the Bible to you? Is that the Bible? Huh? Snake bit. And you're blessed of God to be sitting here. Snake bit. The world. The flesh. The devil. And because we're not preaching the Bible like it is. Every. Thing I said is in the Bible. I only preach from the Bible, but the tongue can no maintain. It is an unruly. But I mean brother, don't talk like that. Sister, don't gossip like that. They're gonna go out and do the same thing. Can't tame it. You don't tame the tongue. It has to be crucified. It has to be burnt up by the Holy Ghost. But the tongue can no maintain it is an unruly heaver full of deadly poison in that tongue. So when you bite somebody, when you gossip and sting them, unless they have, I don't want you to help now, unless they have the, uh, the uh, antidote, that's a good word. Letty, you guys owe me something for that word. (laughs) Unless you have that to counter the poison. You've got to get something to counter that. Because they've been snake bit. You try talking to somebody that's snake bit and see how hard it is. How long it takes and you might not succeed. Snake bit. There we bless God. You use that praise the Lord, sister, glory to God. Did you hear what that pastor said? With the same tongue, we bless God, even the Father, and there we curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Let me close the next verse. Out of the same mouth. <laughs> uh, the same mouth that was singing and praising God, you know, in the choir and shouting in the church and around, jumping and shouting. And as soon as it's finished, it's not even finished. <laughs> Out of the same mouth proceeded, I was going to say lightning and thundering. But blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things are not so to be. That's not the way you build a church. You praise God and you shout. And after church is over. You congregate back there. And brother you begin to sting. 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 You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know. You know what I'm talking about. The same mouth. Come on. What were you living in? It's because we haven't read the Bible. The Bible is not taught. But when you hear it, it sounds like it's straight. But right in your book, you can sing and shout and praise and afterward you'll sting. Don't act like you don't know. Come on, wake up and get on the Lord's side. Make your mind up. Get all of that poison. Listen, get all of that poison out of you. Where you filled with the Holy Ghost. Verse eleven. Do it a send forth then he asked your question. Now we're coming back now to oh what a trip to a fountain of water. The Do it the fountain send forth at the same place, place sweet water and bitter? No, can't be. Verse twelve. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Add vine, figs, so can no fountain both yield salt, water and fresh. You can't be righteous and unrighteous at the same time. You can't be sweet and poison at the same time. You can't be joyful and bitter at the same time. but you might try. You're no two person, no two things. If you're a shark, you're a shark. If you're a serpent, you're a serpent. If you're a gossiper, you're a gossiper. And you can sing all you want. But you're still a gossiper. Amen. How many more scripture verse? Who is a wise man or woman. And endued with knowledge. Among you. Let him show out of a good conversation. His works. With meekness of wisdom. You see how you do it? you it? You don't hear churches up. You don't influence. You don't get on the phone and call and work behind. That's not the way you do it. You have to do it out of a good conversation. is works with meekness and wisdom. Oh my God help the church today. We're off. We have no knowledge. Self-promoted. I can do this. No you can't. If God doesn't have, even if you build a church with a thousand people and God didn't let you or allow you. It's just your work. Flesh. 14. But if he have bitter envy and strife in where? In your heart. That's where the poison come up through there into your tongue. Glory not. In other words, go repent. Ask God to take the poison out, the bitterness out, and lie not against the truth. You're just lying. How many of us lie against the truth? It's a good lesson this weekend, yeah? What? What? I mean, wonderful lesson. You, you said, "Oh, Pastor, make this up." But the Lord didn't even tell me I was going to preach like this until I got here, till I stood on my feet. I totally have something else to preach. i was going to go to Second Peter chapter two, and then other scriptures. But the Lord didn't let me go there yet. What? We got time. Don't you want this church to go on to continue? Huh? What 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 would you be doing tonight? Isn't this Sunday night? Sunday night? Are you feel good, better hearing the word? Yeah. Are you getting a word? A word that can close out this uh, this year? Yeah. I say, look what we're getting. Huh? We're not sitting around mourning and oh this. No, we have the word. Yes. And look what this talking about: the word of wisdom and knowledge. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, so you gotta work on your heart that there's no guile, nothing in your spirit. Glory not. And lie not against the truth. Don't go lying against the truth, the word of God. Don't pretend. You're glorying and praise the Lord, sister, but inside you're ugly. Inside you're planning, you're plotting. God bless you, Pastor. Oh, my Pastor. And inside you're plotting. That's ugly. You fight the church. You plot against the church. You didn't fight for the church. You have bitter envy. And strife. So don't glory. Don't pretend. Don't go on. This wisdom. Oh, go back. Yeah, this wisdom. Verse 15. This wisdom. Descended not from above. Now it didn't come from God. Well, where did it come from? Right here. Earthly, sensual, and devilish. Oh, God, showed me this. No, that's earthly, sensual, and devilish. It didn't come from God. But it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, what? There is what? Confusion and every evil work. You've seen that. You've seen that in your experience in your life. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. You go to somebody say, you don't take your five minutes to talk to that person and say, don't do that. Yes, pastor, I didn't see it, I'm sorry. But when you have to spend an hour, two hours talking to them, and they still leave, or still walk out without knowledge. You get that? It's not a wisdom that comes from above. It's earthly, corner, sensual, devilish. And easy to, the one that from above, is easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. Have you ever seen that? Yes, partiality and hypocrisy. I'm asking God this year coming, God will let us or what he'll do, I don't know. But just to give us the word. Give us the word. You'll be blessed of God. Because that's what's lacking is a knowledge of this book. Look what you look what you received this weekend. What if the church wasn't here? You think you'd ever hear it? And you'd live and die. And not understanding God's word. But this weekend you've been blessed. Let me close it. And the fruit of righteousness. It has to be sown. How in peace, so here's what the devil does. when he caught irrelevant let me know when he caused strife and war in a church you'll never have the wisdom of God, you'll never move forward, he stirs it up and keep it going because he doesn't want you to have the word of God. so what God has to do is calm it down, cool it down and bring peace, then give you the word of God because you cannot come to maturity the fruit cannot be developed. When there is no peace. Beautiful lesson. But the fruit of righteousness. The fruit of righteousness. Don't don't you have to be clothed with righteousness. Uh, Friend whence comest thou in. Uh, How come you don't have a wedding garment on. Because he came out of a church that was warlike. That didn't give him the garment. He didn't find it in his church. Because it was not peaceable. Look at that. But the fruit of righteousness. How is it sown? In peace. Sown in your heart in peace. Of them that make peace. So you have to make peace. When there's a gossip, you don't run over and you look, you might not be talking, but you're still a part of it, you're enjoying it. Or you don't take you don't stand with the church. They you don't know what side you're on. You gotta make your mind up. And you want to have the, the fruit of righteousness? Do you want to have the fruit of righteousness sown in your heart? But it's got to be a church with peace. My peace I give unto you. A peaceful environment, plant the fruits or the seed of righteousness. So when you stand before the Lord, you have a wedding garment on. Closing the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Is that the last verse? That was the last verse? What a message. I don't know if I don't know if you got blessed this day, this. Maybe you wanted me to preach something else. That's church order and government. You you hear this in this church. That's building a church. Oh Pastor don't know. Pastor don't know. <laughs> this church Even before some of you, okay. This church has done.